The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went, according to his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They also asked, Is this not the son of Joseph? He said to them, Surely you will quote me this proverb, Physician, cure yourself, and say, Do here in your native place the things that we have heard done in Capernaum. And he said, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. Yet it was not to one of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet. It was not to one of them that was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of town, and led him to the brow of a hill on which their own town had been built in order to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. Amen. Happy Labor Day. Thank you. Uh, For those of you on the Catholic Bible bus, we have just, tomorrow's our last time in 1 Thessalonians, so you still have a chance It's five chapters. You can still read it at home, or you can continue to read along with the church. But notice, too, we've left Matthew behind now, and we've started into the Gospel of Luke during the year. So you can begin also either Thessalonians or the Gospel. But anyways, if you're doing the Gospels, you can switch into Luke. 
And this uh, reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians, again, is dealing with the return of Jesus, the second coming of our Lord, the fact that he is coming back. And we say this in the creed. It's towards the end of the creed. We believe in the resurrection of the dead and life everlasting. So we say it every Sunday. And here is St. Paul talking about it today in the readings. What is going to happen? And he also says we are to console each other with these great truths that the Lord is returning. These are things that bring us hope. We're not supposed to be afraid of the second coming of Jesus. In fact, I, you know, we always pray for it in the Our Father, too. Thy kingdom come. We're praying for Jesus to return. Every time we pray the Our Father, we want him to come back right now. But God, in his timing, will come back when he does. So what's going to happen? So Jesus will return in his body, his glorified body, and he'll bring with him all the people in heaven. All of their souls will be with Jesus. And when he returns, all of the souls will go back to their graves, wherever they are in the ground, or, in, or the oceans will give up their dead. And the people will come out of their graves in a new body. Actually, your old body, but your body glorified, your body souped up, rebooted. We're going to have glorified bodies. Our souls will rejoin our body, and then Jesus will recreate a new heaven and a new earth. And then we will all live together on this new heaven and new earth, and there will be no more disease, no more sin, no, no more suffering, no more... Um, anything bad but only everything good there'll be no more evil at all evil will have been defeated and cast into the fiery pit so the people who have been waiting for Jesus to return in heaven the people that have been waiting on earth the people that have been waiting in purgatory for the return of Jesus on that day they will all come back to this earth the graves will be opened and we will all rise from the dead, receiving back our bodies, yet glorified. And this is not, you know, we're not just, look, the church teaches, I made a handout for you, by the way, uh, from the Catechism, 1002 to 1004, where, where it talks about this resurrection of the dead. And the church likes to tell us it's not just an event for the future, that we're already a part of it now. So as a Christian, you know, we live, we live in the present, but we also live in the past, and we also live in the future because of the mystical body of Christ, because we are connected to Christ in a mystical way. And when we're baptized, we're baptized into the resurrection of Jesus, and we're baptized into our own future resurrection of our own body. And so we, we are already participating in the end times right now by the mystical life of Christ. And when we receive the Lord in Holy Communion, we're receiving that glorified body that Jesus has right now. We're not receiving the dead body of Jesus on the cross. We're receiving the glorified, resurrected body of Jesus. So we participate at every Holy Communion in the second coming of Jesus. It's our down payment on eternal life.